You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to Coronavirus and Sports. This is Luis Miguel Echeray. Today, we'll be talking to SI writer Matt Martell to discuss Little League Baseball and how it was forced to cancel the ever-popular Little League World Series for the first time in its 73-year history as a result of the pandemic. The world of Little League Baseball and Softball is one of the most community-driven sports in the U.S., working as a non-profit its scheduling, coaching, and all-around organizing is from volunteers as the overall mission is to develop and support youth baseball and softball around the country. So when the pandemic hit, it came at literally the worst time, right as spring was opening its doors to kids from all over the country. It was a blow, both logistically and emotionally. But the effects of no youth baseball also hit other countries, as thanks to Little League International, and the Little League World Series, there is a massive community of teams and players from all over the globe. From Latin America to Africa, Little League's popularity is as important as its need to continue. Here to talk more about it and how it was struck by COVID-19 is SI writer Matt Martell, whose piece on the subject can be read on SI.com. Joining us now is SI MLB writer Matt Martell. Matt, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Matt, a really great piece um, that everybody can read now on SI.com. But before we begin, explain to us the makeup of Little League Baseball and the softball organization. How big is it? Uh, What's the scope of it? And what is it in charge of? So Little League Baseball has about 6,500 local leagues around the world. Uh, About 6,000 of them are located uh, in the U.S. All of these leagues are run out of Williamsport, Pennsylvania, is where Little League International is based. Um, And it's divided into regionals, then countries, then states, districts, and so on, Um, all the way down to the local level. And they work their way up. Um, They play through their regular seasons. 
after the regular seasons. They play in districts and sectionals and so on. They go to states, regionals, and eventually at that point they will make it, if they keep winning, to the Little League World Series in Williamsport. So I'm imagining you mentioned Little League International. Talk to me a little bit about that, the growth of the organization around the world, because as you mentioned, it's not just the U.S. It's it's now such an international event. Right. So there are regions um, outside of the U.S., Asia Pacific, Europe. Um, they have teams that come out of Africa and play. Latin America is, is big with baseball in general. In Asia Pacific, for example, Japan, one of the perennial powers in Little League Baseball, uh, a, a Japanese team has won five out of the last, last 10 World Series. Wow. Um, Chinese Taipei is another one. Korea has become a pretty good um, Little League baseball team recently, um, and they are also in that Asia-Pacific region. Cuba just joined uh, Little League baseball recently uh, before the 2019 season. Uh, Panama, Venezuela, Curacao. It's expanded. Uh, as you can tell by Cuba just joining, it's still expanding, uh, getting more teams and regions and countries as baseball spreads around the world. And everything comes back to South Williamsport, Pennsylvania, <laughs> the central, um, I guess, um, you know, fabric that basically controls everything all the way from all the major mini tournaments, regional tournaments, as you mentioned, and obviously the big mother, which is uh, the Little League World Series, right? Yeah. So that's essentially how it works. And Little League Baseball started in South Williamsport as far as organizing and expanding outward. Uh, The World Series has been there since 1947. Williamsport has always been the site of the Little League World Series. Okay, so something that I want to talk about right now, I guess, is, you know, we're talking about such a gigantic um, enterprise organization around the world, but it's a nonprofit. So, you know, a a lot of it, aside from the kids, the coaches, we're talking about volunteers that, you know, spend their time helping, scheduling, etc. Right. So this is not it's a there's a ripple effect not just on the players and the kids and the coaches but on all the volunteers throughout the world that help in order to keep this growing right yeah that's interesting because i talked to a district administrator in california's 49th district that covers pretty much all of san bernardino county uh his name is martin hoover and martin has been volunteering with little league since he was 14 as an umpire when he was 18, he joined the the local league's board of directors, and he's been on the board ever since volunteering. He's now 34 years old. He turns 35 in July, and he has been the regional director for the last handful of years. Um, he volunteers at the Western Regional Tournament, which is also in San Bernardino County. Um, he and his wife volunteer. She kind of got roped into it when she married him, and they basically spend their summers as volunteers at the Western Regional Facility after all of the local leagues and districts have been completed. And it's interesting because he told me that some people take their vacation days from work to volunteer at the Western Regional Tournament. And his words were this, uh, I don't know if you've ever been to San Bernardino over the summer, but it's not a place you want to be on vacation unless you're at a ball field. (laughs) So this is something that they build their summers around volunteers that are working they enjoy it um and he said that that's the toughest part is that he's not going to be able to go to this family reunion this summer uh with all the volunteers 
you know, aside from the baseball being played and the kids that are going to miss out on their opportunities to make it potentially to the World Series in Williamsport, for uh, besides the kids, this is a big thing for volunteers who love volunteer amateur baseball. You mentioned uh, Little League World Series. Let, let's let's talk about that. Clearly, the yeah. biggest event in the calendar, which, as you mentioned, is held in every August in South Williamsburg in Pennsylvania. When was the decision to cancel the event, which happened right as you mentioned for the first time in its seventy-three year history? Yeah, so the decision was finally announced on April 30th. Little League International President Steve Keener and uh, the Senior Vice President for Operations, who basically oversees the whole tournament, uh, is Patrick Wilson. So Steve and Pat got a letter addressed to them from uh, Pennsylvania's uh, Secretary of Health, Dr. Rachel Levine. And she basically said, with all the data that she was looking at, um, the health projections, everything, she just couldn't see... She didn't think that it was possible that they could hold a World Series in Williamsport, bringing in people from across the country, across the world, uh, into this small town in central Pennsylvania, a very homogenous community. And she said that there's just no way that we can bring them in. It would be a health risk to us and then everybody else from around the country that would be conglomerating in Williamsport in a small area and then going back to their countries. So... Um, that was when the decision was made at the end, but there was a long process, about a six-week time frame for Little League International as they tried to decide what to do. The day that sports stopped, March 12th, is when Major League Baseball, the NHL, the NCAA basketball tournaments were canceled. At that point, on March 12th, they sent a, a directive out based on the CDC's guidelines to suspend all league activities. You know, this goes out to all 6,500 uh, leagues worldwide that they have suspend all league activities until uh, April 6th was the first date. Then less than a week later, they get another directive from the CDC that said uh, we're extending the deadline or, you know, the target date to resume uh, to May 11th, which was this past Monday. From there, Little League starts thinking this could be a little bit more serious. They start reaching out to the CDC, public health officials. They were looking at least at the beginning to the more federal officials, uh, the coronavirus task force, the CDC, um, for sort of guidelines on what to do, um, whether this May 11th target date would be extended again, um, and what they could expect uh, with their local seasons, but also with the World Series, which because of all of the different tournaments that these teams have to get to after the regular season, once they go to all-stars and they pick their all-star teams and then they go through districts and sectionals and states and so on, that takes time. So if they can't start these by X date, they can't go through all the steps to get to the World Series. So they were looking at, well, if it starts much later than that, we're going to have to have an abbreviated season if we can even host the World Series at all. So Little League starts reaching out to the health officials at the state level in Pennsylvania, as I mentioned, they were talking to Dr. Rachel Levine, uh, who is the health secretary in Pennsylvania. But they also reached out to the 10 or so other states that, that host regional tournaments. We'll return after these short messages. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. 
This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Matt, in your piece, in terms of exploring the possibility of rescheduling the event, you discuss also how this is being an international event and affects teams from other countries due to U.S. travel restrictions. How big of a mountain was this to figure out, especially now during the pandemic? Um, the international scale really is what made uh, the Little League Baseball impossible to hold this year. It's what we love about it. I love the idea of different cultures coming together. It's like a mini Olympics every year, but it's what made it impossible for them to have it because now you're not only dealing with the health side of it, you're dealing with the diplomatic side of it. Every year around January is when they start at least initially preparing for the World Series right after the first of the year. Um, they start looking at flights. It's just one less thing you have to worry about later on in the year. Then they start looking at some of the countries where they'll have to apply through the State Department to get visas for them to come. As teams start qualifying for the tournament through regionals and things like that, they start ramping up their uh, conversations with the State Department. So this year, for example, was interesting because, as I said before, Cuba joined um, – Little League in 2019. This would have been the first time that the United States had had to approve visas for a Cuban Little League team. Last year, Cuba lost in the regionals, the Latin America regionals in Curacao. This year, the Latin America regionals are in Puerto Rico, which is a United States territory. So the State Department would have had to approve the visas there. Cuba has already finished its regular season. So Cuba had already, you know, determined which team was going to be going and competing in regionals. So before all of this happened, um, Little League International started connecting with the State Department to get visas for uh, the Cuban Little Leaguers and their coaches and families. What made it so challenging, even more challenging this year, is that the United States shut down all of its worldwide embassies for non-essential travel. And at the time, at this time right now, Little League is not considered an essential travel, and rightfully so. Even if countries started opening up uh, and it was safe to play, at that point, because the embassies would be so backlogged with all of their visa requests, essential immigration requests, people that are seeking asylum or student visas, or, and all of the other sort of more pressing matters that the State Department deals with um, are much more important to people's lives than Little League Baseball. The other thing is there is a travel restrictions. So even if the embassies are open, uh, China, the 
U.S. has travel restrictions on right now. 26 European nations, the United Kingdom, Ireland, and Iran. So some of the teams that would have been coming to the Little League World Series would have been from these countries. So now you would not have had them allowed to come anyway if this continues to drag on. So logistically, it was a nightmare for Little League uh, to try to organize when everything was shut down. It just became inevitable that this would be canceled. So, Matt, with all these logistical issues and the problems, and obviously you mentioned uh, the travel restrictions, uh, even more so now uh, due to the pandemic, I imagine another part of this is the emotional toll on these people, as primarily we're dealing with kids, parents, coaches, volunteers, through all these people that you're talking to and investigating. Do you feel that? Do you feel the emotional baggage toll that's happening on these people as, as you know, obviously everybody's dealing with this pandemic in different ways. And there are so many important things that we have to worry about, specifically health and safety. But this is such an emotional, humanistic story, I imagine, that that's really, uh, you know, adding so much on all these people. Yeah. So I talked to the league president of Kennedy Little League outside of Madison, Wisconsin. Um, and he was teaching a class. He's a fourth grade teacher. Um, when he found out he was preparing a, a video lesson for remote learning, which is something that all of the kids across the country have had to deal with now. Um, he finds out that the announcement is, you know, happening, calls up to his 14 year old son. Owen is his son's name. And he's been coaching Owen, uh, from the time he was little. And at 14 in, in this league is the last year that they play little league. So this is the last year that father and son would have been coach and player. And now they don't know what's going to happen. The one thing that literally did is they left it open that if certain parts of the country recovered faster than others, those, you know, leagues, districts, whatever, could start their regular season. So they're still holding out hope that this can happen. But at the same time, when the sort of marquee event that defines literally gets canceled, you start to think that this might not happen anymore. Uh, I talked to the league president in State College, Pennsylvania about 40 minutes from Williamsport. And he was trying to tell me uh, how he communicated what was happening to his nine-year-old son. His nine-year-old son loves baseball. He gets upset thinking about not being able to play. As a parent, he's trying to tell his son um, why they can't go out and play, why they can't go over to the fields, why, they can't play, why he can't play with his friends. Um, all of this together is emotionally hard for kids to, to understand. They have to tell them that, I don't know, people are sick, that uh, it's spreading. I don't know how in-depth you can get with uh, sometimes five, six-year-old kids. Now you also have 11 and 12-year-olds who you know, have been dreaming of going to the Little League World Series by the time they're, you know, eight, when they're eight, nine, 10, whatever. Some of them, if they had brothers that competed um, and had had the chance to try for it, there's always that sort of hope that you can get to the Little League World Series. No Little League team from Wisconsin, the entire state, has ever gone to Williamsport. But because um, every team that gets to that point and wins the World Series starts at that same local level that they all start at, um, there's always that hope. And, and this is almost like a lost year for them. So finally, Matt, 
what's the next step? What are what are people thinking? Um, is there like some kind of, um, I mean, it's very hard to predict, obviously, given the circumstances, but is there an ideology on what could happen for 2021, especially with teams already having played so much in the regionals, et cetera, um, as they looked ahead to 2020? So first off, 2021, hopefully, will be fine. Uh, this shouldn't touch the 2021 season. At least they're not even concerned with that right now. And part of the reasons why they canceled the World Series when they did was, be- one, because it was almost impossible for them to put it together without significant health protocols in place, limiting which teams could come from which countries, which states, whatever. But also because they wanted to put that behind them so that all of these local leagues in states could, when it's time, have the option to return. So now all of the focus is in, whether it's Southern California with Martin, who I talked to, Madison, Wisconsin, the local league in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, all of these sort of local leagues, if they can get back on the field, that's the goal. Italy, which was hit really hard by the coronavirus a couple of months ago, is now starting to open up again. They've gotten the okay to play individual sports and to work out like team sports that play together can also work out individually. Um, But now they're in the the process of trying to figure out when they can get back to their regular seasons. Japan as well, but um, because they tried to restart, um, much like the Japanese Professional Baseball League tried to restart when their uh, coronavirus infection subsided, they tried to restart then it had a second wave and they had to shut down again. So they're hoping to start their local leagues again by late summer, early fall. But even that's hard to predict. A lot of these local leagues stateside, um, Southern California wants to start by June, late June, July 1st. And they think at that point they can get a full season in, at least an abbreviated version. They're lucky because they have pretty good weather all year. In Southern California, but the thing is, all of the a lot of the players are multi-sport athletes. So come September, they'll be playing football or soccer or basketball, and they might not be able to play baseball the same way. So all of this is a crunch if they do resume, but the option is is still open. And that's one of the reasons Literally canceled is they wanted to provide the hope to these kids and these coaches and families and everybody else that you could still get back on the field if everything works out. Hope. That's a good way to end it, I think. Um, A really great piece. You can read it on SI.com. SI MLB writer, Matt Martell. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. Youth baseball and softball is made up of a family that depends on each other, from parents who coach their kids to volunteers in charge of setting up seasonal calendars and events. Everyone chips in in order to continue its path on nurturing the sport. When its biggest event, the Little League World Series, gets cancelled, therefore, it sends a shockwave to that family, and it will require all the support it can muster as it looks to come back stronger in the future. But there is no doubt that this will happen. It's only a matter of when. Thanks to Matt Martell for joining me today. Make sure to read his article on SI.com. We'll continue bringing you these stories throughout the coronavirus crisis. 
If you like what we're doing, please recommend us to a friend or family member and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps others find the show. You can listen to Coronavirus and Sports for free wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to subscribe or follow us for the latest episodes. Stay safe and we'll see you next time.